that top down shit. Cruising on the motherfucking highway doing your goddamn thing. Ain't worried about a motherfucking soul. Just do you, baby. Retro player, player, and 64. Cruising USA Exotica, I need some bows. Hit the floors, cause I need that flower in this hoe. Nintendo power with the power, you gon' run the show. Flow heavy on beats like a tampon. Shorty wasn't sucking dick while your man gone. Hit it once, now your ex wanna stand up. Getting buck, hit the chug, Norris, now you're dead wrong. Red Welcome everybody to Jeff vs. the World presents a bully and a hipster sports talk podcast episode number one. Uh, and as always, I got my man Shahid here. How's it going? It's going well, at least for one of us. Yeah, last, let, let's not even beat around the bush. Um, I'm gonna start this off. Yeah, I'm not. I'm going straight to. We're going straight to Chicago and Minnesota game. And can I, I just say one thing? Oh boy! Didn't I, didn't I warn you? Last week, didn't I tell you? I told you, Jeff. Jeffrey, I was like, just and what do you say? Oh, you know, we got. Don't you know, we run 40, 45 times, and me, Kurt is a ball manager. We got a thing, you know, not Super Bowl, but division. You know, it's he just can't make mistakes. <laughs> so you go ahead. You tell me how that first of how all, that happened on Sunday. The first thing is, I don't sound like Paulie. And the second thing is, you were right. Um, what I saw Sunday was a coaching staff that was coaching against their quarterback. I've never seen so many checkdowns. I've never seen the fullback catch so many passes. I was like, wow, they're really not going down the field at all. Uh, and and I'm, granted, this is the, the, the Chicago Bears defense is outstanding. They didn't even have all their starters. But the coaching, they were just scared to throw. The time that they had to throw the balls, he was checking it down. I don't know if he was nervous. I don't know what was happening. But what I saw was this Kirk Cousins experiment is biting us in the ass. And we're looking like the damn laughing stock of the NFL. <sighs> and he's got guaranteed money. guaranteed money so sit him we look like fools it's just all bad I got another season of this so, so, so I got a question when Adam Thielen was trying his best to not throw Kirk under the entire bus was it just him or was Stefan Diggs like look man you gotta say something because I can't say something because it's going to look bad. But you can say something because they ain't going to say nothing to you, man. But you got to you gotta fix this shit. Because, <laughs> boy, he was trying his hardest to kind of like say, this well, ain't it, Chief, without saying it. Well, Diggs, he, he's been walking out. <laughs> he's just been, he has not been talking to anybody after games. Mm -hmm. And I do believe the wide receiving group has had a conversation, especially Diggs and Thielen. And it's just like, yo. And I guess Thielen was like, you know what? I know I can say it, and pretty much nothing will come from it that, you know, if Diggs would say it. I do think they had that conversation. Um, and as you know, what's interesting is he's uh, Adam Thielen is going to be on Kirk Cousins, I guess, podcast or whatever this evening. And I'm really going to – I really want to hear this conversation these two are going to have because it's easy to talk now, like, you know, because you're not going to rock the boat. 
And from the little, I guess, the 60-second pro, promo from it, Kirk Cousins was like, yeah, it all falls on me. I need to get, to, get, get the ball to my receiver and my playmakers. Of course you do. We know that. Like, you just – not doing it, and you haven't been doing it. And I don't know. I should have saw this last season when it ended against uh, the last week when we went to Chicago, and when Thielen and Diggs were sitting there complaining to Kirk Cousins about the routes they were running. They were just you know going back and forth with each other, and it was the writing was on the wall right there. And now we're here, and I'm not sure how this thing is going to work out. We do go against the Giants. Um, this week, I think. I think it was the Giants. Uh, Danny Dimes. Yeah. <laughs> what a stupid nickname, and, I swear. And uh, and another thing is, we lost to a guy named Chase. I'm still not over that. <laughs> it was a rock fight. I mean, it was just funny. Like, Chase Daniels, nothing special, but he's competent. And that's all it took. And that has to be frustrating in Chicago where it's like, if we had a competent quarterback, we could do business. And it took an injury for them to have a competent quarterback. And I'm like, Chase Daniels probably made about, what, $35, $40 million to barely play. Yeah. Must be. It's good It's good living when you can get it. But he was there and ready. He just did what he had. To, you know, Allen Robinson looked special when, you know, somebody could throw him the ball. It wasn't six feet above his head. And... I would have thought the book was out by now. Why are teams, including your team, trying to like either block Khalil Mack with a tight end or not block him at all? Good um, question. I mean, what do they think is going to happen? Like, he's been on Monday Night Football. He's been on Sunday Night Football. We've seen what he can do in a normal circumstance. Like, oh, we'll chip him with a running back. What can go wrong? Or we'll leave him unblocked. And we'll just, you know, have the play go away from him because, you know, we'll get off. Kirk can get off on time. He can read a defense like Einstein reading physics. Oh, my goodness. And then I think I'm, I'm, I'm almost sure he got this. He's inside his own head now. Man, he don't, he's not even sure if he should throw it or not throw it. I saw a lot of double pumps and triple pumps, and I'm just like, by the time he triple pumped, he was on the ground. Or either he fumbling the ball. I, I just don't understand. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you know, I had this idea of what this was going to be, and it's it's a nightmare. It is literally a nightmare. I mean, look, it can it can get better. Yeah, true, it can get better, I but I think the quarterback play will always be mid. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't uh, think yeah. it's not going to be you hope, you, you hoping it's mid. Well, yeah, because it wasn't even mid this week. It was trash. <laughs> and, and you're not making it any better with, his, <laughs> with those, <laughs> those stupid-ass messages. I'm like, man, I, uh, I just threw my remote so many this is not This is not how you're going to win in the National Football League. <laughs> it's just I, I, I can feel your frustration because it's not that the fact that you have a game manager. It's that you're paying all that money for a game manager. And you had three of those a couple years ago. You know, Sam Bradford, whose body fell apart. Case Keenum, who thought like, oh, he's a shiny new toy. You know, he's okay. And Teddy Bridgewater, who's like, oh, he's a nice story. He likes to dance, but we don't think he's got it because his hands are too small and his leg almost fell off. One of them was too beat up to play. You got rid of two of them. 
to sign a brand new shiny toy who is basically the same thing. It's like it's like having an Altima and a Ford Focus and you trade them both in and spending fifty thousand dollars on a Honda Civic. Why? I don't know. And and that's when I had texted you. I was like, we would have been better off keeping Teddy Bridgewater. I get why. I understood because it was Case, the unknown. Case Keenum. Either one. Either one of them. Let me ask you this question. Did you realize uh Stefan Dix went over hundred yards receiving? Because I'm after the game and I was looking at the numbers, I was like, when? Like I couldn't even I was like I was like, wow. Cause it wasn't even rememberable. I don't know how. Thank you. Seven receptions for 108 yards. And I was like, when did this happen? Or was I just so infuriated I just didn't see it? <sighs> I mean, it's it's not going to, like you said, it's not going to get any better. And I'm just, I'm glad I'm, my sympathy, like I crack jokes and everything. And I make a lot of laughs, but this this can't be what you guys sign up for, and it's really not a bunch. It is really not a lot you can do up until like after next year. So you're just wasting the prime with like Dalvin Cook and Dillon and Diggs and that defense, and it's just uh... like yes, you know. And another thing, one more last thing. I get it. Dalvin Cook is healthy, but let's not run him into the ground. Let's not. Let's Y'all gonna not run him to the ground. Oh, I I can tell because for some reason they oh, we're gonna keep stick with the run. No, it's not. You have to. Y'all, you, have to you guys fired John. D, you guys fired Johnny Filippo because he didn't run the ball enough last year. You know, Mike Zimmer, Mister Captain Hook himself is like we're going up three yards in the cloud of dust, all because you don't trust your QB. <laughs> Ooh. These are problems that I don't want to wish on anybody's football team. But we got them, uh, and we we put ourselves in this situation. And it is just tough being a Minnesota fan just seeing this because you just see the potential of just a, just a above-average QB. And what we got is it's just Kirk Cousins. It's like, you know, it's Kirk. He, one game he'll put up some numbers, and in another game he'll throw four interceptions. It's the way it is, I guess, but I keep saying it's just going to be a rough damn season. And and it doesn't make it mm-hmm. really be better talking about it either. But it's good that I have this mm-hmm. to talk about it. Because I can get it off my chest and then I can actually move on to the new week and face our next opponent. But you had an awesome uh, win Thursday. Let's talk about those punk-ass Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, you mean they not dead? I thought the season was <laughs> over. Like, I wasn't this early. It just became October today. Uh, yeah, they went to Green Bay. They minimized their mistakes and beat Green Bay and Green Bay. And they do what they always do on Thursdays, like simplify, run them. You know, it's, it's a passing league, and Eagles fans are always stuck in this hole. you got to run the ball and blah, blah, blah. But it's certain situations running, running the ball is effective because Green Bay was a good defense, cannot stop the run. The Eagles just ran. They had, you know, Jordan Howard had 87 yards, three total touchdowns. Miles Sanders had 72 yards. And those holes were big enough that we could, we both could have ran through them at the same time. Yeah. They were making this holler, and, and they were just running and running. Like Carson Wentz 
Ball managed. He just didn't know. He took what the what the what the defense gave to him. He missed a few throws, but the most part, he played a nice, efficient game. Did what he needed to do. You know, once they got the head out the ass, his, you know, after the kickoff return when they were down ten nothing, like they just whenever they in the red zone, they scored touchdowns, and that was different. Like Green Bay, Matt Lafleur is a coward. <laughs> That's all there that is. All there is to it. Like I'm. Oh, it's plenty of time they could have went forward on like fourth and one, fourth and two, because the Eagles defense in the first half could not stop Aaron Rodgers at all. Nope. At all. Second half was a different story, but it was like first half he did whatever he want, and it didn't help where people were just dropping like flies, where they were just running out of cornerbacks. And but it got to a point where he's like, you can run the ball. I know they weren't getting a lot of run yards early in the game. It's first and goal at like the three. You throw four straight times. <laughs> you only even try to run once. Turnover on downs. Then they get down there again. Same thing. You know, deflection interception. It's like it was some <sighs> it was some safe coaching going on. Some really safe coaching. Cowardly coaching. And that's why I always laugh because my coach isn't a coward. So I like like Doug Peters, like he's he's gone from like fourth, fourth and like one and two at like his own thirty. This year, because he realized with that defense, it's kind of like, you know, depending on who we play, we may not stop them. So we need to keep the ball at the points. And you playing Aaron Rodgers is like, you you know, they did some get some stops in the second half, but you can't like rely on your defense to just hold him down. Because until Devontae Adams got hurt, that was not an option. You know, they were getting whatever they want, but they realized like like smart thing to do. Keep the ball, score. You know, if you have a chance to get seven, go for seven, don't go for three. And as good as Aaron Rodgers is, he's not the same Aaron Rodgers from like 2013, 2014. Like he's in his mid to late 30s. And without Devontae Adams, it wasn't a whole lot he was throwing to. And it's funny, like first half, he's like, you know, Aaron Rodgers of old. And second half, he's like old Aaron Rodgers. Like he put up a lot of numbers, but. You look at the game, he was missing, you know, he had a lot of misses. He was looking frustrated. He just had this look like, I thought we, I, I thought we got rid of that clown coach that we had before. So why are we playing the same way? <laughs> yeah, I, I think that was a, that was a great win for y'all. Uh, hopefully y'all can keep the momentum up. But something I did notice is. Play the Jets. So the Jets has the worst offense in like 15 years. <laughs> and Sam Donald's not playing this week either. Like Eagles fans are, oh, you know, no such thing as an easy game. I'm trapped. I'm like, the Jets have scored like one offensive touchdown this entire season. Like, I know Le'Veon Bell's getting paid, but that team is hot garbage. <laughs> like, I'm, ooh. But you know what's yeah, interesting? It's not looking. What's interesting is after, mm-hmm. your, uh, after y'all games, I saw somebody put up the numbers like, I saw they put a Rodgers number, and then I saw they put a Wentz numbers, and they was like, "Oh, which rather QB would you rather have? I'll take Rodgers any day." And I'm just like, so I started reading the comments, and I'm just like, so Wentz is trash. That's basically what the comments were saying. I'm just no. like, this can't be real. Here's the thing: people didn't watch the game. He didn't have to throw a lot. Wentz threw like twenty something times. It was short Wentz, field. They had a lot of short field. Yeah, they had a short field from an interception return from an interception. No, they had a short field from a kickoff return and a short field from a fumble. And a short and another short field when they when the kicker kicked the ball out of bounds. Start and they start the forty five. 
and they were running the ball. Winston have to throw it 50 times like Aaron Rodgers did because his running backs were averaging two yards a carry. And another thing is when you at goal line, give it to your fucking running back like they did. Like, what? Here, running in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I Wait, can I've t- seen. I I've seen games with Wentz. I'm sorry. I've seen games with Wentz had to throw a lot, and I've seen games when he has to throw a little. And it's like when their running game is work. If you have a running game that's consistently you you getting five to six yards a pop, why would you throw forty times? Vikings fan, you know about that, right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. I just yeah. found the, I just found the interest yeah. in the comments because now that you said that's what it had to be. People just read the scoreboard or just looked at numbers and were like, oh. Yeah, I'll take Rodgers. I, I mean, you can look, look at a lot of scoreboards and a lot of quarterbacks puts up some great numbers and then they make a difference because they made mistakes when it when it mattered. And I will say that speaking of mistakes, y'all need to take Andrew Sandejo back. Nah. You, you it's, not, it's not bad enough that he's missing plays and, you know, missing coverage. Now he's knocking out his own players. Like, oh, no, just – I cannot – and keep in mind, this is a team that's had a lot of defensive back signings that the Eagles fans have come to hate in the last decade. But, boy, he's up there. I don't know if he's like Kerry Williams, Radley Fetcher level, or Nnamdi Asimov, but he's – boy, he is up there like, get this bum out of here. <laughs> they want they want him to get fined. He almost murdered Avante Maddox because he ain't look. And it's like if he didn't hit his own teammate, he would have got a flag for hitting the um, Packers wide receiver. The one thing I remember in his tour with Minnesota was that he would always make stupid penalties. That was my big thing when he was in Minnesota. Like he, he would just always do something at the wrong time, whether it's holding or whatever. I'm just like, come on, bro. Face mask. He's just – it was just him. But, yeah, yeah, he's y'all problem now. Well, hopefully that won't be a problem, um, you know, too long, but we'll see. The Jalen Ramsey watch continues, and I know they brought back Orlando Scandrick because they don't really have anybody at this point, but it's fine. Two and two is better than one and three, and I wasn't really worried about it too much because if you'd ask Eagles fans if they would have started two and two, and they would have said, okay, we'd be fine if we figure they beat the Lions and lost the pack and lost the Packers. No one would have complained that much. Um, yeah. But it's like, you know, and then it's like they play the Jets. That should be a win. And then, you know, next few games will be tough because I think they have, what was it, the Bears, the Cowboys, the Bears, the Bills, and the Cowboys, I think. But some of those games not going to look as tough as people think because – I think the Bills will go only as far as their Bills and Bears will only go as far as their offense takes them and their offense is limited. And the Cowboys are a bunch of damn phonies. Well, speaking of that, let's jump right yeah. into it. <laughs> because that was the big game of the week, or that was the most hyped up game for the week. Uh and I thought yeah, really <laughs> I thought they really went down on Burger Street saying they we them boys and we gonna show y'all who them boys are and they lost to a team that couldn't even score a touchdown with a dude named Teddy. Listen, it it was anybody's game. It was it was a 10-12 game. I just expected the Cowboys offense to play better. Um uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. It's something about the Saints where 
the games you count them out or the games you think, oh, no, nah, this, you know, they're not going to win this game. They just win them. <laughs> well, I don't get why people thought I don't get why people thought the Saints weren't going to be the Cowboys in New Orleans. Why? Because Drew Brees wasn't playing. Yeah, that's what it came down to. Because Teddy Bridgewater was playing. But I was like, I think I think well, here's, here's the thing. Go ahead. Here's the thing about the Cowboys. There's two dirty secrets. One, their offense is predicated around Ezekiel Elliott, and Ezekiel Elliott didn't go off last night. And more importantly, they were able to man up and take Amari Cooper off the game with one cornerback. Adamore locked them down. So you take, you know, you take Dax and you don't got he don't got nothing. You know, like Jason Witt is only going to do so much with little eight-yard curls and an out route. So that's the that's the dirty secret of the Cowboys. Like all those play action and they modernize the offense and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, that sound all nice. You realize who they played. It's like you play who you play, but they weren't beating juggernauts. It's just kind of like like slow down. Play somebody with a good defense. They play somebody with a good defense because New Orleans played conservative themselves. Like, you know, play not, you know, play not to lose. And it just helped because the Cowboys with all those vaunted weapons, those weapons, don't, if Zeke's not going, the team doesn't go. Simple. And Dallas is about to make the same mistake Minnesota is going to make. Pay a whole lot of money to a quarterback that they shouldn't pay, but they're afraid of the unknown. He's the best they got. That's the nature of the business. I would hope people learn their lesson after seeing what's happening in Minnesota and what's happening in Los Angeles, but people don't. So, it is what it is. Uh, we are we are a cautionary tale. <laughs> Please, <laughs> don't be like us. But I, I still hey, say, not just you. Look at them. Well. They, they they frauds. Like they have a good defense. That offense is that offense is predicated on Ezekiel Elliott making everything else work, and Ezekiel didn't make it work, and Amari was nowhere to be seen. So Dak and there's nobody else. Dak's gonna throw the ball to because they didn't have chances. They had chances to score. Uh, and then the thing was on red. Uh, were they in the red zone? Yeah, they were in the red zone. He threw it to your boy, Cop. Cop didn't catch the ball. I don't know if it was a bad cat, the bad throw, or he just didn't catch it. I'm like, that's six points that could have been on there if he would have called it. They had to settle for a field goal. Okay. My question is, you you watch Cowboy games enough? Is Dak Prescott going to beat? Is going to play special enough to beat a team by himself? Have you ever thought that while watching him? I think I thought that maybe once, and that was, I think, the playoff game they had against Green Bay or two years ago. I'm going to tell you that the answer is no. <laughs> that's why they traded for That's why they traded for Mark. No, I'm asking you because I want to hear your opinion. I watch more Cowboys games because they're division rival, and I like hearing Cowboys fans tell me how much better he is than Carson Wentz, even though I told fans, I'm like, trust me, you ask Jerry Jones which quarterback he'd rather have, and honestly, he would tell you in a heartbeat Carson Wentz. That's neither here nor there. They get compared all the time. Dak Prescott's fine when everything else is working around him. There's nothing wrong with that. He's that level quarterback. You know, when the pieces are there, you can do stuff. But he's not going to beat you by himself, which is why they traded for Amari Cooper in the first place, which is why they paid Ezekiel Elliott the money they paid him. Because the dirty secret is like, oh, running backs are fungible and replaceable. We can get where we want. No, they aren't. Not when they special. Because if Dallas would have thought that, they wouldn't have drafted Zeke and they wouldn't have resigned him. If the Rams had thought that, they wouldn't have paid Todd Gurley because it's like, it's funny how the Rams look without Todd Gurley. And it's Is funny how Dallas look without Zeke. It's, Todd it's not just that. They, it depends on who you ask because they didn't even run. 
you could wonder like maybe he only ran five times, but the other running back only ran five times. Okay. I'm just curious. So, that's, that's a lot of money to be giving up to your QB and running back, and they kind of, you know, ugh, I don't know. Okay, I'll leave the Cowboys aside because the hell with them. We can talk about the Rams. <sighs> yeah, it's just, paying Jared Goff was a mistake. <laughs> I told you. I mean, I told you. Sean McVay is like he's this mad genius, and he's like, you know, I can talk in the headset and yada, 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 and, and teams are like, okay. When the mic goes off, we can change the defense. You don't know what the, they scored forty points, and it like it didn't make a difference. <laughs> like Jared Goff threw the third most passes in league history in a game, mm-hmm. and, and lost a shootout to Jameis Winston. Take that for what it's worth. And, and, and it's like I said, I think golf is mid, and I think the whole thing is. It's almost like you said with, with, uh, with uh, uh, the Cowboys quarterback. If everything's going right, he's fine. But when the pressure is on his ass, dude, you get you. This is this is what you but get. Here's the thing, though. He doesn't have any excuse to be mid. I can see Dak Prescott because it's like running back, receiver, and nothing else. If you take the running back or the receiver out, then you're gonna struggle. That's fine if you know you only got a few weapons. They take away one, you struggle. The Rams are loaded. And Sean McVay will be this mad genius. And it's like, golf just looks sloppy. Like, if that first read's not there, it's just jittery. And it's just kind of like, he's a number one pick. You paying him like he's the number one pick. Like, that team was in the Super Bowl. And Gurley not being there, that team does not look this whole world machine. that they, You know, they used to be them and the Chiefs, which is on the same level. It wasn't too long ago. Like, they were talking about Jared Goff. This time last year, like he was Joe Montana, and look at him now. Yeah, like I, people were like, oh, you know, are we sure he's good? Like that's like, if you're not sure, then then you know the answer. Yeah, and, and I'm just going back to what you said. He lost a shootout to Jameis Winston. Wow. If you would have told me I that mean, before the game, I'd be like, nah. But boy, those numbers kept. I would up. say well. Arians and Brian Leffers are smart people. Bruce Arians knows his QBs. He said, you know, Jameis, like Jameis has the raw skill and talent. He didn't want to hide from my accident. His whole thing was like discipline. Stop trying to be Brett Favre and be smart. You know, Tampa Bay, even with the Sean not being there, has weapons. Oh, the Rams. It's just fun that the Rams have good defensive players, but I don't think, I wouldn't say they have a good defense. I don't think so. Uh, I mean, because Aaron, Aaron Donald can only do so much, and it's like you know, Talib and Peters are good, but it doesn't seem like it matters. Yeah, um, the Rams are just going to be that team I always keep my eye on because of uh, golf. <laughs> I just always interested to see what he did in the game, and I don't know, man, because I feel like we should be talking. Like you said, I feel like we were just talking about them in the Chiefs. Like, and that was just like, I don't know, but it's early. We'll see. It's week, you know, week four. I mean, yeah, but five. it's like, he's just the same stuff that was happening late last year. So this isn't new. This is just more pronounced. So, well, you know, I know it's early. I'm not writing them off because obviously they have talent. It's just looking at them. They were like a Super Bowl contending team. And I'm like, you trusting Jerry Goff at crunch time? <clears throat> You know my answer. I absolutely am not going to trust him. But I know who I will trust, 
And I got to ask you this question. Did we see uh, the Chiefs play their worst <laughs> offensive game this year against Detroit? I mean, Detroit has a good defense. And it's like Kansas – it's the inverse of the Rams. You know, people say, oh, well, they had a blueprint. And it's like, you look at look who Pat Mahomes was throwing it to. <laughs> I mean, like, it was some of those receivers. People had no idea who that was. He still, you know, he didn't have any touchdowns. He still threw for 313. He still drove down when it mattered. It's like, yeah, even in an off game with, like, half the weaponry, they still score when it counted. And at no point did I think, you know, the Trojans going to stop him when it mattered. Oh, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> I wasn't even worried about I was like, no, nah, they're going to score. This is over. Because Detroit going to always Detroit, no matter what. I mean, they played, they played a good game. They got screwed by a few mistakes. That fumble at the one that Kansas City ran for a touchdown is kind of like, that's just a fluke. That's not like Detroit being Detroit. It's like fluke things happen. Because it's kind of like normally something like that, either scored or down. Happen, or they blow the whistle, and then those takes happen. And you know, Kansas City did we supposed to do run the entire play out, and yeah. So that I, I won't blame the phone. I won't be like you know Rodney Harrison hate like that's why you gotta play till you hear the whistle. I'm like all right, dirty man. Nope. That's what you used. That's what you used to do. You used to lay people out, but um, no, it's kind of like Kansas City scary because even when they are, even when they're not their best, they're always in the game. Always. Yeah, because I was just like, if this is them, if this is the Chiefs off, wow, that's going to be a problem for everybody they go against. <laughs> if they, if that's basically when, basically when Tariq Hill comes back? Pretty much. Rap. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, and, and, so. and after seeing um, the Patriots, like, and I know the Patriots going to Patriot, but I see uh, the defense is carrying them right now. So, and that's very – well. No, I'll, Okay, no, the Patriots have been blowing teams out. They were playing bad teams. They just ran into a good. They just ran into a great defense yesterday. So that's why Tom Brady looks so bad. Because Buffalo, Buffalo has a great defense. That defense legit. Had they had a decent offense, they'd have beat New England. But you know they got the same problem. A lot of teams have these great defenses, and we drafted the wrong person. You know, well, didn't old boy get hurt? And they had to put a. They had to put the backup in. I didn't. Okay, I both. Before that, he threw like two or three interceptions. So it was three. Yes. Yeah, yeah yes, he did get hurt before. It wasn't, like he was, it wasn't that. It wasn't like he was playing like you know this was varsity blues before he got out. Like Josh Allen is just all right. Uh, Rich Rich has spoken enough about him, and Buffalo Bills fans are very particular. Oh, you ain't talk about that. He's Lamar Jackson. It was reverse <laughs> racism. So, yeah. <laughs> Okay, I had so I was at work and I was talking to one of my coworkers and uh, you know they we were talking football or whatever, and I'm going to ask you this question because I I thought it was hilarious. If you had a chance, if you because this is a Giants fan I'm talking to, and he loves Eli Manning, I said, oh, you put uh, Philip Rivers on the team, you still win your two Super Bowls. He told me no, he wouldn't. I said, are you serious right now? Why, why, why not? <laughs> Thank you. This just shows you how some Eli Eli Manning fans are. He just said, I said, are you, I said, are you serious right now? And he was like, he's like, yeah. He said, Phil, Phillip Rivers ain't that. I said, no, stop. 
I say if you had a chance to pick a quarterback right now in, in their prime, coming out of college or wherever it may be, and knowing what you know now, you telling me you're not going to pick Phillip Rivers? Well, he, he was like, well, look. I said, yeah, he plays for the Chargers. There's no way he's not – no way the Giants are not going to win two Super Bowls with Phillip Rivers. And you just like I said, you got to stop praising the praising to the altar, Eli Manning. I mean, Giants fans are insufferable as it is when it comes to Eli Manning anyway. And this, like, QB wins are overrated because sometimes it's like it has nothing to do with the quarterback. And people are like, oh, you don't need a great quarterback to win. Look at Trent Dilfer. I'm like, yeah, look at Trent Dilfer. That's why you need a great quarterback to win. Like somebody happens, it happened. Like you know, Mikey Whipwreck was EC champion once. You don't build a company around him. <laughs> like, come on now. People learned the wrong, the wrong lessons about certain things. Like, it's no one way to win a championship. But the easiest way to win a championship consistently, be consistently good, is to have a consistent quarterback that you can trust. And if you don't have that then everything else has to be on point. And you may be able to get away with that for like a year at most two. You can't, you can't do it. Like look at Baltimore. They didn't, they didn't repeat. They didn't go back to back. Like it's tough just being, we got to be the top defense in the league and carry everything year after year. Cause you lose death through three AC, you lose death through injuries. Same thing with other teams. I mean, that's just in the, like Eli Manning got two Super Bowls because he got hot for a few games and off the back of the defenses because they had great defenses both times. And it's going to be – no one's going to talk about Austin Newman or Justin Tuck. It was like Eli had the clutch gene, yeah, because Asante Samuel dropped the interception or David Tyree caught a ball with his helmet, and that's clutch. They had everything to do with Eli Manning throwing the double coverage. And speaking of coverage, I was thinking about that whole thing when – was Amari Cooper like quadruple team on one play? <laughs> and Dak was like, I don't care. I'm throwing it to you anyway. Yeah, because they called it out. Like he was Randy. <laughs> like he's like Randy. Yeah, as they should. Like the entire secondary is there. I'm like, he's good. He ain't DeAndre Hopkins good. Like I wouldn't even done that. DeAndre. No. That's. <laughs> what did that text you? I said, oh, Dak about to throw a hell. <laughs> you were like. Where? <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And the Saints were smart. They didn't give him a chance. They came with the center blitz. They didn't have a good chance to step into the throw. But I'm like, Dak ain't got no arm like that. Like, he ain't about to win it with a helmet. I'm like, what's my call? Passing the fairs? He ain't reaching. Like, he ain't reaching the end zone. Like, we seen. Come uh, on now, we seen Dak. Wait, you, listen. Like, let's. You were messing with me the whole day. So I figured, I said, let me go ahead and just throw this out here. <laughs> See, hopefully I have it. <laughs> but it didn't. And I should have known because, boy, it was like, what, 20 yards away from the end zone? If that. Mm. Oh, it's 10 to 15. Let's be nice. Oh, okay. You be a nice. You know, that's, but, that's big of you. I mean, I know that Prescott is, is who he is, so I can be magnanimous. So it's just like it's I always get into a cowboy fans because they also put numbers like, you know, well, Carson, they love talking about, they love talking about Carson Wentz. Like he's overrated and he just get all this stuff handed to him. And I'm like, y'all know the heart, your heart of hearts. Y'all rather have Carson Wentz. Cause trust me, all y'all do is ask both fan bases. Like 
if Eagles fans even thought about getting Dak Prescott for Carson Wentz, they would laugh at you and hang up the phone. <laughs> like, there's no way, like, if you ask any other fan base, straight up, no draft picks involved, everything equal. They make the same amount of money. Carson Wentz for Dak Prescott. Who's making that, like, who's giving up Carson Wentz for Dak Prescott? I mean, I'm, I don't, I don't think nobody is. No, no, there's no reasonable person that knows football is going to say I'm taking that yeah. over. Yeah, I don't think so. It's certain arguments you can make to justify trades under certain circumstances. It ain't no justification unless you think Carson Wentz will always play 11 games and Dak's going to play 16. That's the only thing. And even then, it's like 16 games of like above average or 11 games of greatness. Like, no. There's no, but I got to hear, you know, Jack got these comeback things. He got better completion percentage when the moon is out and <laughs> all this other stuff. It's like I can make you can make the numbers look any way they want. We watch both games. We watch both teams. We've seen both quarterbacks. Like we 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 know which is which. And it's the same with a lot of quarterbacks. People it's a lot of teams, it's kind of like they try to gas up QBs to be more than they are. It's oh. like chill out with all that. Most certainly. I, I know one right now, Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Everybody knew. Well, no, almost everybody who didn't know was the team, the people who should have known. And you know, the funny thing, I never, I will never forget that day on Twitter. Every Redskins fan that I know or associate with on there was like, "Oh, y'all can have them. Good riddance. <laughs> Good luck with them." And I was just like, "Damn, he ain't really had nobody. In, you know, he didn't really didn't have any pieces around there. He gotta be better with the pieces around him. He just has to be." Boy, oh boy. 2019, and now I'm realizing what they were saying. But, hey. Yeah, well. If we two and two. That's how the ball that's how the crumbles. Mm-hmm. Two and two. Uh, we ain't in the greatest position, but like you say, it's better than one and three or zero and four. On that note, we will close out this week. Uh,. If you want to get in contact with us, uh, you can follow me at Jeff versus the World on Twitter. Also at Facebook, questions or comments, you can leave at Jeff versus the World at Yahoo.com. Um, and I'm not even going to ask Shahid because if you've been listening, you should know already. <laughs> so, would you would like to leave the people with any good words, sir? I'll see you next week. That's the good word. Jesus. <laughs> Peace.